of your enemies, and do good, and lend, hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great, and ye shall be the children of the highest. This is Transforming Truth with the life-changing Word of God that heals, delivers, fills you with the Holy Spirit, all for your supernatural walk in Christ. Stay tuned for Transforming Truth with Chris Palmer. And good morning, Detroit. This is Reverend Chris Palmer here on the Transforming Truth radio broadcast. We want to take the time to thank you for tuning in. I know it's late. I know it's Saturday night. And I know you could be a million different places. But guess what? You're tuned in to the right broadcast. The Spirit of the Most High God has you listening in for a reason tonight. You could have an encounter with destiny and God can radically change and transform your life right where you're sitting. And we have a policy on this show. When you're listening, no depression. When you're listening, no sickness. When you're listening, no disease, no fear, no worry. We believe tonight that that is going to break off of your life. And you are going to step into the joy and the peace that God has for you. So I dare you tonight to break your agreement with sickness. Break your agreement with depression. And step into the new man that Jesus Christ died for you to have. We are live tonight. 313-838-1035. We are live tonight, so if you want to call in, if you have a question, something pertains to this show, if there's something on your heart, or if you need a miracle in your life, 313-838-1035, or even if you have a testimony, uh, we go live. Sometimes we're not live, but tonight you caught us on the right night, and we're live. You know, I get letters. People say, Reverend Palmer, I want to meet you. Where are you preaching? A lot of times I don't preach in the area. Sometimes I do. I'm preaching in the area this week. But last week I was preaching in Illinois and so on and so forth. And uh, so if you have something on your heart, call in tonight. Share it with us. And we want to be here to pray with and for you and touch and agree with you in Jesus' name. Before we get started on the show tonight, I want to thank all of our Transforming Truth partners, people that are partnering with us to make this show a possibility. We thank you, and we give God praise for you. Uh, We have gone on air live in Boston on Tuesday nights at 7.30 p.m. The Transforming Truth radio radio broadcast has begun reaching the Boston area. And uh, so we started our first show last week. It was a success, and this word of the living God is getting in that area. And this week I was praying, and the Spirit of God moved in my heart, and He gave me the next city that we're going to start broadcasting in, and so we're building up our partnership. So if you want to partner with us, P.O. Box 403, Wald Lake, Michigan, 48390, or you can go on our website, www.chrispalmerministries.com, and partner with us. And finally, before we get started tonight, we have a podcast, On the Road with Chris Palmer. You can find this on iTunes. Or you can search the web for it and you'll find it. And all of our shows are free for your listening, enjoyment in Jesus' name. But as we get started tonight, again, if you want to call in 313-838-1035, we are live and we'll love to take your call. But I have my good friend and man of God, God's man of faith and power for the hour, Pastor Larry Mack from Greater Dreams Church in Wayne, Michigan. Pastor, we had such a great show a couple weeks ago. Thanks for coming back tonight. 
Hey, every, anytime you ask me, I'm going to be here. <laughs> Hopefully you ask me a little bit more often than you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had, we're off to a good start, and uh, I know I woke you up out of bed, but no. you're here. You're here, right? <laughs> no, I just had a wedding today. I had a kind of busy day. Okay. So it was very productive. So you went from the wedding, now you're on the broadcast. We're going to get some people healed tonight, amen? Amen. Praise God. Pastor, we've been talking on this broadcast about the hidden man of the heart. Uh, a lot of times people don't realize that the depression they have in their life or the trouble that they're experiencing has a lot to do with not necessarily the fact that they're their outer man or their outer external circumstances, but they're dealing with something on the inner man. As we get started, talk to me uh, about somebody who doesn't know the Lord, somebody that hasn't been born again. Where are they at? What does their nature look like when they're not born again? I mean, can you talk about that? You know, there are two atoms or two personalities that the Bible talks about. And one personality that the Bible talks about is the first man, Adam. And the second personality that the Bible talks about is the last man, Adam, which is the Lord Jesus Christ or your born-again spirit. One, Adam, is your old nature before you're born again. That's the one that's separated from God. Then the second man, Adam, is, consu- is consists of your new nature, which is your born-again spirit. And that means that Jesus Christ is our example of someone that has this intimate, close relationship with God. And Adam is someone that fell away from God, and he's far from him. So the difference between the two, one is outside of God, and the other one is in God. Mm. The Bible talks about this in the book of Ephesians chapter 2, in how when we were in the world... We were without God. We were without promises. We were without the commonwealth of Israel, and we were without hope. And that is a sad place to be, to be out in the world alone, without God, without hope, without the promises of God, without the commonwealth of Israel. But when you get born again, you come to a place where you have hope again. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how bad a situation is that we are facing. We have got to know that there is always hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. So the condition of the person that is without Christ or that is not born again is a terrible place to be in because you're in a place of no hope and you have no promise and you have not God. And they have no uh, capacity to receive the knowledge of God. Yeah, because it's a it's a spirit to spirit relationship. Uh, it talks about this in the book of First Corinthians, chapter two, verse number nine. It said, "But I, as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love Him. But God has revealed it to us by His Spirit. Mm-hmm. And if you're not born again, you don't have His Spirit. So how can He reveal things to you? What was what was life like before you? People look at you now. You're a pastor. Pastor, you preach all over the world. You're just came back from Nigeria, you're headed to Colorado, you're headed to California. People see you preaching the Word of God. But there was a day, there was a time where you were without God, and then you stepped into God. Can you explain the difference? You know, when I came to Christ, when I knew that He was real, He came into my heart, I was 14 years old. Um, Up to that particular point in time, my mom had me when she was 14. Um, Her mother died when she was 12. And so life was very difficult, I mean, for us, because being that her mother died when she was 12, uh, that we had to live with different people. So when she had me, she was on her own, and she was 14 years old. So we literally moved from place to place to place to place, not having a place that we can call our own. And my wife, my mom was in and out of situations. She was in trouble, out of trouble. She was depressed. She was suicidal. She was all these things. But I knew a defining moment happened. 
when she started going to, at that time to Indiana Baptist Church there in Toledo, Ohio, Indiana Avenue. When she went there, it, our life began to change. I saw a transformation take place in my mom's life. She was no longer at that place where she was in that deep, dark place where she lived in. And so when that cloud came upon her, it came upon her children. Mm-hmm. But when we when we had started coming to church, finally, um, I had an encounter with God. And so my life was just basically trying to stay out of trouble so that it will not be hard on my mom. Because if you live with different people growing up as a child, you learn that people after three months get tired of you and you really need your own place. So I try to stay out of sight and out of mind. And I also try to always clean up after myself, clean up after my family and make sure that we were asset to whatever family was living at that that time and not a deficit. For example, I would always make sure the kitchen is clean. Mm -hmm. I would always make sure the living room is clean, wherever we lived at. And I did it so that when we did leave, people would feel that our our presence is now gone. So life for me before Christ was difficult. It was always, I was always in a place where I felt like I had to work for you to love me. I had to work for... So you uh, felt insufficient. Insufficient. You feel less than, especially when you never have your own. You know, but when Christ came crashing into my life, I knew that I was forgiven and I knew that he loved me independent of me. There was a definite transformation that took place. And I remember that I was totally loved, totally accepted by God, that there was nothing I could do uh, to get him not to like me because my love was always trying to do better so that you would love me. Mm-hmm. If, if I do good, you'll love me. If I perform well, you'll love me. Uh, if I do something wonderful, you'll love me. But it was difficult for me to come to a place where I was able to just start accepting the unconditional love of God. And this is what a lot of people deal with because we always deal with rejection. We have people in our life right now that never knew their father. I remember counseling with someone just uh, just this week. And they were sharing with me how they were full of anger because I began to question them about their life and what was going on in different periods. And now a man of 52 years of age, and he's still dealing with the fact that um, he uh, he thought his father was his father. But when his father had died, it was told to him that his dad was never really his father. Mm -hmm. And so that came crashing in on the inside of him. And then where do a person go? For when when he's in that type of place, when the person he thought was his father is not his father, and then all his life it made sense because his whole life he was trying to perform. Maybe my dad will love me if I beat him in pool. Maybe my dad will love me if I do good in basketball. And he still never felt that unconditional love from a father. His father didn't pay any attention to him. And then when he died, he was at his, looking at him in this casket, and he's and right before that it was told to him that your dad was not your dad and he'd recognize it because I never acted like him mm-hmm. I never walked like him we have no facial features that was alike and so he knew in his heart that it wasn't his father but he thought it was his father because it was told it was his father and so he had to move all his identity from his uh, what he thought who was his father and always wondering who his father was he had to come to him place and say God I want you to be my father. Hmm. And Chris, that re- that's what really takes place in the life of a person. They come to a place where they realize that I never really been loved unconditionally. I never been loved by my dad or by my mom in some situations, some cases. My love was always based upon performance. And I think the body of Christ 
people of God, especially young believers and older believers, no matter where you are, we need to come to a place of being accepted in the beloved, right. that God loves us despite us. Um, one of the my Facebook postings that I have, I begin to deal with today is, can you love me despite me? Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I'm not what I used to be, and I'm not yet what I'm going to be. Uh, thank God for that. But I'm in this process of change. But can you love me where I am right now? The, what people really don't realize about Christianity, what I hear you saying, mm -hmm. is it's not so much about do's and don'ts as it is about being adopted into the family of God. Yes. That mm -hmm. when, when, when you think and you're listening tonight, when you hear the idea of Christianity, see what Pastor Mac is trying to tell you is he started talking about the first man versus the second man. When you were born into the world and you're born of man, when you're born and you come out of your mother's womb, and you, the Bible says in John 8, verse 44, that your father, your father is the devil. You carry the makeup and blueprint of the enemy. When Jesus gave his life, he gave you another option. That's what's called being born again. If you believe on him, if you get an understanding that he has come to replace and undo the work of the devil, untie the works of darkness, and you receive Jesus in your heart, then you become born again, which means that you're not subject to the second, the first birth. Now you've been born of him and your spirit on the inside, that hidden man of the heart, that spiritual side of you. See, there are a lot of people walking around today. They're depressed. They're upset. They're angry. They feel like there's something that's heavy. People, a lot of times, pastors, they get born again. They say, I felt like a weight lifted off of me. I felt like something lifted. Something disappeared. I was no longer the same person. I felt clean on the inside. These are terms that they describe. Well, what they're really saying that old man that they hated, that person when they look in the mirror and they see I can't stand myself anymore after the partying's over, after the music is up, they can't stand who they are. They get delivered from that man. The Bible says that he is buried with Christ and then because of that you can be risen with Jesus. Then they become a new spirit. Their spiritual makeup looks brand new. This, this guy, this new nature can be reconciled to God, and God takes this nature and he adopts it into his family. And that's where Christianity begins, when you get adopted into the family of God. We're with Pastor Larry Mack on the Transforming Truth broadcast, 313-838-1035. Again, we're with Pastor Larry Mack, 313-838-1035. If you have prayer, you want a touch from God, you want His power, there's somebody you're listening tonight, your family is in disarray, your marriage is on the rocks, and your children... Uh, I just sense have given you some news and has disturbed the family. There's something going on in your family. I sense this disarray. Your family's been turned upside down. Somebody you're listening, you can't even stand being in your house because there's such a presence of bondage. I want you to call in tonight, 313-838-1035. We want to pray for you and break the power of darkness in your family. Pastor, you get born again, you get adopted into the family of God, and your life begins as a believer. Where, when someone's born into the family of God, what should they begin doing? What, where's their first step as a believer? You know, of course, you know, the first step as a believer is, is to be connected to 
um, a Bible believing church, especially a church that believing that believes in the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. you know, because we can have information about God, but then yet we don't know him. And there's a difference between the two. Uh, the Apostle Paul said that I might know him. He didn't say that I might know about him so I can know God's personality by his word. But I, if I know him myself, I've got to really seek him and start understanding that he's the God of the Bible, not just the Bible or not just words on the page and I come in contact with with a relationship with him because Paul said that I might know him the word know is an intimate word there is it's the same word that's used in the book of Genesis chapter 4 verse number 1 when Adam knew Eve and she bore Cain that word know is yada uh, Daniel 9 um, 11 1132 says they that know their God shall be strong Mm -hmm. and do exploits but you can't do exploits unless you're strong and you can't be strong unless you know God or yada God it's an intimate word it's a it's a word that has to do with when two people come together in the most intimate time. It's, it's that intimacy. And it was something that was constant with Paul. So I believe that the one thing that we should do is get to a Bible-believing, spirit-filled church. Mm-hmm. And the second thing we should do is start cultivating this personal insight, this personal relationship with God. Because Oftentimes we just got information about him and we get big heads, but when we know him, uh, we grow closer to him. And it's kind of like when problems hit your life, uh, I believe what happens, Pastor, is that um, people, they don't believe or they're not hearing the word or they're not hearing New Testament truth. Mm-hmm. See, there's there's a lot of teaching in the body of Christ, which is wonderful. And I appreciate every man and every woman that is preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I appreciate it. Right. But then there's the type of preaching that's just for inspiration. Right. And we should be inspired and admonished. But there's a kind of preaching uh, that moves you from being entertained and moves you from a position of getting you happy for a moment just because of the service but then the enemy beat you on across the head on Monday morning but you had a great time Sunday I believe that through our personal walk with God we start flexing our spiritual muscles and whooping the enemy in our personal lives and we come together on a Sunday it should be a time of celebration not a time of crying and how hard life has been and how much the enemy has beat me I believe what happens there you have a people that have a level of knowledge about God but we don't really know him and we don't believe New Testament truths because there is a New Testament truth like what we preach. We preach that God quickens us together. He raises us up together and he had to sit together in heavenly places far above principality right. and power. My, I mean everything that we're facing, the Lord says we're far above it. That that God has brought us from less than to all the way to the top. He brought us from the bottom. Now we're here. Now we're way up here. Mm-hmm. Way at the top. And, and so we have to start looking at ourselves from that perspective instead of looking at ourselves like we're beneath a situation. Now, now, what Pastor's talking about, is he, if you're listening tonight, he is talking about authority inside of God and authority that comes as a result of being in Christ. The Bible says that when we're born again, you are seated with Christ in the heavenlies. Now, I want you to understand, listen, if you're listening in tonight, God has not designed your walk as a believer just so that you can get born again and go to church. You know, Pastor Chris... What, what else they do, what we, we get born again and go to church. He says something. See, the church I grew up in and I got saved in, praise God, I got born again, authentic, mm-hmm. 
Jesus Christ came into my heart, changed me, knew that when if I died, I'm going to heaven. Mm-hmm. But they also taught me that um, that when you die, you go to. In other words, the, the question is, have you accepted Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior? And you said, no, I haven't, or I'm not sure. If you die today, uh, would you go to heaven? Well, I'm not sure. Will we accept Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior? So the pastor's son said, hey man, you can die now. You done? And it was something wrong with that to me because they they thought that it was just about going to heaven. That was it. That's but it. it's not about nope. that. Is he said, "Thy kingdom come." Mm-hmm. That will, it's about heaven coming down to us, right. us grabbing hold to New Testament truths, mm-hmm. the type of truth that you're teaching here on transforming mm-hmm. truth. Those true grabbing hold and meditating on what's being taught and, and saying it to yourself over and over again and moving yourself from this low level to this high level, this walk with God. Mm-hmm. And we are just one conversation away from our next breakthrough if we can only see that He has set us in a high place with Him. That that. That that's so true because what he's talking about is there's a lot of people who say, Well, I'm born again, I'm going to heaven and they think that going to church is just something that they do with some type of activity. But listen, you can enter in and evolve yourself through transformation by the power of the spirit into authority. Now here's the thing. Authority is a result of revelation knowledge that when you step in and your eyes are able to see beyond the veil of the natural into the supernatural realm. See, the Bible says that God has seated Christ Jesus in the heavenlies. The heavenlies was Paul's way of talking about the supernatural realm. It is the spirit realm. It's the realm where spirits exist. There are different dimensions. Scientists tell us now that they've seen four dimensions, and through mathematics and physics, they've discovered that there are ten dimensions, even though they don't fully understand all ten dimensions. And it takes a special brain to understand and think in a four-dimensional way, because we can only think in three dimensions, but think about all ten dimensions. Well, in every dimension, you have been given authority whatever is in those dimensions whatever is in those realms in Christ Jesus you have been given authority and the way that you access that authority is through revelation knowledge you have to be able to see and the only way that you can see is not with the eyes it's not with the eyes of your natural man your natural man can only see through in this realm you look and you see, oh, I see whatever is in front of me. I see clouds. I see grass. Well, that's your natural man seeing, but the eyes of your heart can see. You can see into the realm of the spirit. And when you see what Christ has made you, what you've become in him, then you access more authority. That's why Paul said the eyes of your understanding or the eyes of your heart be enlightened, that you would know the hope of his calling and the riches of the glory of the inheritance of the saints. We're going to go to the phone lines tonight. You're on the uh, the phones with Transforming Truth. And Reverend Palmer, who's this tonight? Hi, this is Circle. Circle, how are you tonight, sister? <laughs> I'm great. I'm great. And hallelujah. And I'm just calling to just say I really appreciate y'all talking about this because I touched and agreed when um, Pastor Max told us about how he how the guy met his father at the funeral. Mm-hmm. Well, I met mine. They had told me a lot, too. So I couldn't trust my mom, either, because it seemed like everybody knew with me. And um, I found out through a high school friend. I had to call at his house, asking for him. He wasn't there. And the man told me, well, who's calling? And I told him, well, who is he? said, wait a minute, you got a mama name this? And a grandma? I said, yeah, you hmm. your daddy. So I was like, what? Wow. You know, and it was just a crazy thing. And I wanted to commit suicide. But when I was like it's like there's a lot of it's like sometimes there's a lot of anger built up on the inside of you. This guy wanted to hurt people because of it. 
go well, go ahead, circle, go on with your story. So you were you were you what happened to you? Did you end up coming to the Lord? Did you end up coming to Christ? Oh yeah, um, I just um, I met I met the guy that was on the other end of the phone. He was my stepdad, but by him not really being around me until I was older, and me finding out the kind of relationship he had with my mom, he was abusive. But I didn't I didn't use that against him, but he was an uh, alcoholic. So when he met me, I was 18, fully developed, and he was, like, more trying to get with me. Uh, you know, I don't know. It was crazy. Hmm. But he passed away, and, you know, he got a chance to to see me for like nine more years after that. I just held a relationship with him from afar. But um So when you when you experienced this kind of trauma in your life and this kind of difficulty, was this before you knew the Lord? Yeah, it was. How, it was. What, so you go through this, you experience some type of wound and some type of scar. What was it like when you came to Christ? What to explain that to us tonight. Oh wow. It was like I finally felt free. I finally felt like um no matter what I went through and all the pain, trying to get into certain relationships with guys, and it was like, it was abusive, some of them. Some of them just wanted me as a trophy or whatever. But when I got born again, it was just like I was free. And like you say, even though you fall, but you keep learning because I had to learn. Did you feel Did you feel clean on the inside? Did you feel like you had been cleansed? Yes. Praise yes. God. See yes, that, I did. If people are listening tonight, they're not born again. People that they they need to be free. They're. Uh, what would you tell someone tonight that maybe hasn't taken that step that you've taken to receive Christ, but they're listening tonight? What would you say to a person that's that's considering it? I would just say, just throw your hands up and just say, Jesus, I believe, and I want to be delivered from everything that I've been doing. I'm sorry. I repent. I don't like my life the way it is, and I just want it to change right now in the name of Jesus. And I believe that you died on the cross for me, and you came back and saved me from everything Amen. I'm going through now. And I just want to surrender it all to you, and I want you to deliver me so I can be free, and I can do, go your way. I can turn from my wicked ways and go your way and, and seek your faith. Amen. Well, Circle, we thank you for your we thank you for your phone call tonight. I want Pastor Mac to pray for you before we hang up, okay? Oh yes, please. Thank you. You know, you know, thank you for your testimony, Circle. You know, I had the same type of experience uh, after I was born again, uh, walking with the Lord, uh, being a, a young minister. I used to do gospel rap. I used to put on my suit and tie, <laughs> and I used to travel and do gospel rap back when I was 20 years old. I just got busy for God, 19, 20, fasting mm-hmm. and prayer, and then rapping for Jesus. Now, back when I was doing it, it wasn't as mm-hmm. popular as it was today, so some churches did not invite me in because <laughs> of, uh, you know, they thought that was bringing some worldly into the wow. church. But it's, you know, part of the music that some churches listen to was once the blues, but now mm-hmm. we moved it into the church. And uh, we didn't even understand how much influence uh, that maybe the world has or the world has on the church. However, I want to, you know, first of all, I just thank you for calling in and, and I want mm-hmm. you to continue to listen to Transforming Truths. I mean, Pastor Chris Palmer, Reverend Chris Palmer is a, is a definite uh, gift to the body of Christ. He's a man of God. He's always seeking God. He cares about the people of God being delivered and set free. Uh, I've been watching him for many years now, and I'm seeing uh, what God is doing in his life from where he used to be to now being worldwide mm-hmm. and things of that nature. So continue to listen to Transforming Truths because healing will continue to take place in your life. But I want to 
you know, just tell you, circle, thank you, and, and God bless you. And I'm about to pray for you. I'm, I'm praying that Thanks. the Spirit of the living God right now in the name of Jesus yes. will continue to do a work in your life. I release yes. the anointing of the Spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Him that the eyes of uh, circles understanding may be enlightened, that she may know what is the hope of His calling and what is the riches of the glory of the inheritance in the saints and the exceeding greatness of His power to us who believe. And I break that antagonizing spirit that would try to come and try to set you back some years. And I decree and declare that that which the canker worm and a palmer worm has eaten, that God will continue to to cause your years to be totally to re- be restored, that where you would be where you ought to be in the next Hallelujah. few years, in the next six months, that you're going to see God begin to work mighty in your life. You're going to go from Hallelujah. where you are to where he wants to be. And he's going to take time out of the equation. He's going to do a miracle. He's going Amen. to develop you fast. You're going to come out of this process that you've been going through for many years now you've been up and you've been down you said god what's wrong with me but what the lord is doing is taking you through a process and there'll be a time after he's done with you that you'll see you know what i know why i went through that you've been waxing on and waxing off it's going to make sense in the next three to six months but i see you starting to walk in your destiny in less than three years from now so get prepared whatever that guy idea and that dream is he's going to take time with the equation he's going to do a quick work with you so god bless you and your family in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you in Jesus name. God bless you and you have double portion of your anointing in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Circle, we love you. God bless you, okay? Okay, I love y'all too. Amen. Thank you. Yeah, Let, Pastor, go ahead. Yeah, you know, one of the things that she had said, she she said, when you had her pray, what would you tell a person to be delivered or whatever what she was going through? You had told she she prayed, and you know what? Sometimes, Chris, we forget that is really that simple. Just surrender. Because I remember I was dealing with something personally, and I was like, God, you got to help me. You know, a young man, 19 years old, not having sex till he's married, is dealing with a few things. Mm -hmm. You you follow me? Mm -hmm. And I said, God, help me. And I gave everything over to it, and something left me. And my life was changed in that moment from a simple asking the Lord Jesus Christ to take it. You were delivered. Delivered. I want to talk to this. We're going to go to a break in just a few minutes, but let's talk about the element. Before we were talking, this is you made a statement. You said this is a spirit-to-spirit relationship. Yes. The Lord told me the other day, he said that religion is when you take the garments that were designed for the inner man and you try to take those garments and dress the outer man with it. Wow, that's good. So you're trying to dress the outer man with what the inner man is supposed to be dressed with. And that doesn't work because God is a spirit. That's John chapter 4. And the only way that you can fellowship with God is through your inner man. And people are trying all the time to worship God with their outer man. They try things like uh, they even whatever it may be, whatever is outer, they can't seem to access God. There are so many times, if you're listening tonight, the reason, you're not angry at God. You're angry at God's representatives. You're not angry at God. You're angry at God's institutions or God's quote-unquote supposed institutions because they've taught you this is how you access God. You go to do it, and then it works for a little bit, but then you can't do it. And that's why you're upset. But what they didn't teach you was how to access the Spirit of God through your inner man. And when you begin to develop that relationship with God, spirit to spirit, you enter into something called worship. And worship breathes intimacy with the Lord. And when you're talking about the hidden man of the heart and you're talking about your new nature, the element of worship is very important. You know, if you're listening tonight, here's the thing about worship. 
the more you see of Jesus, the more he becomes revealed to you. And and here's the thing. If you want to begin to know Jesus, your eyes have to see him. You don't see with your eyes, though. You see with your mind. And so for you to understand Jesus, you have to see him with your spiritual mind. And the only way that can happen is if the Holy Spirit reveals him to you. But when you see him with your spiritual mind, it's going to create in something you called worship. It's going to be your automatic response. Like when you go to the doctor's office, the doctor in the white coat comes in, he has that little hammer in his hand, he hits your knee and it, it, it bounces up. That's a reflex. Well, worship is a reflex when you see Jesus with your spirit. Worship is a greeting. When you do not worship God, you are not acknowledging and you're saying that God is not here. A lot of churches, when they're not worshiping, or they put, just we're just going to have a few minutes of worship and then we're going to move on with our service. But if the Spirit of God is there, you can enter into that worship and you acknowledge the presence of God is in the place. But you don't have to just worship God in church. You could worship God outside of church in your car, wherever you're at. Pastor... Talk to the people tonight about they want how can they really begin to break the barrier and access God through worship? What are some things they can do? You know, Pastor Chris, can I preface before I yes. share? Okay, you know, when I was looking through the Word of God, I found out that when a man prays God's Word, the Bible says angels hearken to the voice of the Word of God. So it just simply means any time when I take God's word and I pray the word, that angels go out and they start performing the word that I pray. That's right. Um, when you look at Daniel, Daniel prayed uh, a promise of God from Jeremiah chapter 25. He prayed that promise and then God brought the answer back through an angel. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Daniel was in the lion's den, he prayed and an angel came and shut the mouths of the lion. Um, it, it seemed like when, when you pray that angels come, and then uh, when Daniel prayed in Daniel chapter 10, chapter 11, dealing with that whole thing in chapter 9, it seemed like uh, when the angel came, it was hindered by a principality and power, and so it took 21 days uh, for that answer to come. You following me? Yep. That, that 21 day fast that we do, the 21 day, you know, seeking of God. Uh, you know, I think a, a, a good friend of us both, Marlon Reed, I remember years ago, he came preaching at my church about seven years ago, and he said that uh, Daniel really prayed until something happened. Mm-hmm. It, so it, it just happened to be 21 days. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of stayed. He didn't set out for 21 days. He set out until it worked and until, it happened to be 21 God days. God showed up for him and it happened. On the, so if it happened in three days, we'd be doing a Daniel three day fast. Right. I wish it would have just happened <laughs> in three, you know, but now we got to do the Daniel the 21 days. Right? Yeah, definitely. But my point is that there was a hindrance there, you know, but then yet when uh, the church prayed, remember when Peter was in prison, mm-hmm. the Bible says that God sent an angel and delivered him. But there's something about a man that praises God. Because the Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. And so uh, you you may can stop an angel or hinder an angel. I mean, you know, dynamic forces, but he can't stop them. But when you praise God, God shows up on the scene. He said, I inhabit the praises of my people. David found that secret when he fought a lion. He fought a bear. He was always praising and worshiping God and God's presence would come. And what got on, what was on God, what was in God, got on David. And he began to operate as if he was, quote-unquote, God in the earth. But because this he is, has the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God. This is my point here, that when Paul and Silas was in prison, the Bible says 
They prayed and maybe there was a hindrance in the heavenlies. Then after that, they praised. Mm -hmm. So when they start praising, God came in the building. And when he came in the building, everybody was set free. This is what I believe, Chris. Reverend, when people praise God, God comes in the building because he said, I seek as such to worship me. So if you can't find God, have God find you by having a heart of worship all the time. David found out this secret. He worshiped him all the time. He wondered what life would be like if we had a built a church, a synagogue or something. And we hired worshipers to be there 24 hours a day and just worship God. When Solomon, his son, did it, built that temple, and he starts putting the worshipers in the temple, they worship God 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. There was always continual worship. Mm -hmm. People took shifts yes. in worshiping, and the priests could not even do their duties because the presence of God was so strong and so heavy. And you wonder why Israel won all their battles, right. because they had a king that praised God. What he pastor is talking about is that there is something called the presence of God. The presence of God is not something that you can teach. You can talk about the presence, yes. but you can't teach your way into the presence. The presence is a tangible reality that begins to set itself around you when you worship God. And I have discovered that there is nothing that you can, there is only one way that you can access the presence and have it around you like a robe or a garment or let it encompass you like a force field. And that's when you worship God. Because it says it steals the enemy. Mm -hmm. When you praise God, the enemy may be attacking you, uh, but it'll cause him to freeze in his spot because God shows up on the scene. You may be able to hinder an angel, but you cannot stop God. That's why when Paul and Silas began to praise God at midnight, God came in the room and set them completely free. When uh, you're, you're desiring to continue to uh, expand your spiritual life or expand your walk with God, you cannot substitute anything for worship. Look at the effects. It sets people free. It gets them out of prison doors. It causes you to win. It causes you to overcome the enemy. You're talking about trouble at your church pastor and how to get over, how to overcome trouble. Even in the case of Job, Job said, though he slay me, yet I'll still worship him. And even though he had that off, it wasn't God that was slaying him. It was the enemy that was slaying him. Yes. Uh, and he got that right in the end. But here's the thing. Your attitude must be worship. Your attitude must be humble before God. And when you want to access the presence of God and you want to get into his presence, see, the presence of God will go before you and access places that you can't access yourself. The presence of God has a way of getting in places that you can't get in and it has a way of going before you into the future before you get there. And so that is irreplaceable, and the only way that you can do it is if you begin to acknowledge. There's a lot of believers today in a society, in a Christian world, we, we emphasize teaching, we em emphasize conferences, we emphasize uh, Christian talk, radio, and even shows. We replace worship sometimes, but it cannot be replaced because if you walk with the presence of God, when people start asking you to pray for them, things are going to start happening. But we're going to talk more about that. We're going to go to break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about worship. 313-838-1035 with Pastor Larry Mack from Greater Dreams Church in Wayne, Michigan. And we'll be back right after this break. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. You deserve the glory And the honor I lift my hands in worship And I bless your holy name You deserve the glory Oh, the honor, yeah, yeah. 
WMUZ Detroit in crystal clear digital HD and on the web at WMUZ.com. And we're back here on the Transforming Truth Radio broadcast. This is Reverend Chris Palmer at the late night hour, top of the hour. And we welcome you to the show if you're just tuning in with Pastor Larry Mack from Greater Dreams Church. Before we get back into our show, I want to say that we thank, we are very thankful for every partner that has partnered with us in our broadcast to allow us to continue to expand our show. We're now in Boston, Massachusetts, and uh, we're reaching the Cambridge area. The Spirit of God was talking to me about the supernatural power 
miracles and healings and really the preaching of Jesus because I preach Jesus and miracles, signs and wonders follow it, healings, deliverances and uh, we preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and the miracles follow. Well, I was preaching down there and the Spirit of God when I was walking the Harvard campus told me to open up a radio broadcast as a beginning ministry to the Boston area to reach the people there because they're highly intellectual. But there's more to life than just intellect and thinking, and actually there's more to life than science. We live in a culture that highly emphasizes scientific things, but even talk to a scientist, you'll frustrate them when you begin to talk to them science beyond the molecular level, because all of Newtonian science goes out of the window at that point. And they can't explain things, so they have to come up with theories that have gone unproven. And so they're theorizing about the supernatural realm. And But we know there is a God that created that realm, and he can do what he wants to do. And when you get into that realm where the dimension of the spirit, physics, a lot of times doesn't work. Two plus two can equal six when you get into that dimension. And so when you begin to pray in the Holy Ghost and pray in the spirit and meditate and get into the presence of God and access that through the hidden man of the heart, that world opens up to you and you start operating in God's power and so we want to bring that ministry to the Boston Cambridge area so we thank you for your your partnership if you want to continue to partner with us P.O. Box 403 Wald Lake Michigan 48390 our ministry uh, is proud to announce that I have my first book coming out in September and it is going to be a blessing to you. We're going to begin to start taking pre-orders very soon for that. And it will be released in September. And it will be your guidebook to the born-again, spirit-filled life. People contact the ministry to say, what is righteousness? What is praying in the Holy Ghost? What is tongues? Can everybody operate in tongues? What is, uh, how do you meditate the Word of God? How can you begin to uh, uh, transform and become uh, renewed by the Spirit of God? This is going to be a very exhaustive look and comprehensive understanding to that, and so we'll be more announcing more about that as we go forward. Pastor Mac, we're talking about worship. You were sharing with me over the break that you had an experience. Tell uh, the people on the show about your experience in worship. You know, you know, right before I do that, uh, I had pulled out my checkbook, and I just wanted to write you a check right now. And I think uh, people that are listening should, you know, take time out right now and go to the phone, go to your um, internet, and look up Chris Palmer Ministries, and, and sow that seed right now. I mean, just simply because uh, I see the work that you're doing, and you're very disciplined. Um, you, you have very good financial accounting and things of that nature. Um, I think it's important that people right now uh, just get a check, write it, and, and write into P.O. Box 403, Right, uh, Wall Lake, yep, Michigan. Wall Lake. Thank you, Pastor. Yeah, and uh, go ahead and sow that seed. So right now, every time I sow a seed into you, Chris, uh, God does something wonderful for me. So just just take this small seed yeah. uh, of a hundred dollars and uh, and and I want to make a, a more better commitment every month to sow into yeah. you know Chris Palmer Ministries because uh, you know like uh, the Bible talks about how it says, beloved Gaius, I desire that you prosper and be in health. Mm-hmm even as your soul prospers, but he's speaking to a guy by the name of Gaius. And, and I put myself in Gaius' steed, and I understand that that promise was given to him personally because um, he supported the Apostle Paul. He has supported evangelists. He supported men and women of God that traveled the earth preaching this gospel. And I can't go to Boston, but you're in Boston right now. Mm-hmm. I, I, can't go to, I can't go to the different place. You were just in Amsterdam, and I was looking at the testimony of that lady that was death in her ear and how God opened up her ear 
her life is totally changed. The mm-hmm. rest of her life is changed because of that one miracle. Every person that she's going to communicate about the, how the Lord Jesus Christ has healed her, uh, you can't buy that. And your altars are always filling up. God is always moving. I believe your good seed to sow into. Thank you, Pastor. And I believe in God to increase me and him to say over my life, beloved, I desire that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Thank you, because, Pastor. Because, you know, when, when you sow into men and women of God like yourself, um, you're partnering with what God is doing in the earth. You could have been a businessman. You could have worked for IBM. You could have been a consultant. You could have been in accounting. You could have been a businessman working for some company or starting your own company. But you chose to say, not my will, but thine will be done. Um, you're gifted. You're talented and things of that nature. And you're valuable, not just to the kingdom, but valuable to the world. And uh, I think that um, that you're a good ground to sow into. So I just want to sow that seed. Well, Pastor, I receive it, and I thank you for it. I'm humbled, and thank you, Pastor. Thank you so much. Amen. So so back to the thing. There was a situation that had happened. I found out in the book of Psalms, chapter 8, it, which parallels with something that the Lord Jesus Christ said. It said, Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast ordained strength. And Jesus said, Perfected praise because of thine enemies, that thou might steal the enemy and the avenger. And so what he's saying, that praise caused the enemy to back up. And we know from teachings in times past that praise uh, caused God to show up on the scene because he said, I inhabit the praises of my people. So when we praise God collectively and individually, you cause God to show up on the scene. And when he shows up, the enemy has got to back up. When you pray, God sends an angel. Mm -hmm. But when you praise, God shows up himself. And there was a time I was trying to be a supervisor at United Parcel Service. And um, I was uh, really working really hard. Every day I went in there at 3 a.m. I was in college. I was in school for respiratory therapy and business. And I was going to school full-time, working part-time at UPS, and had another job. And I wanted to be a supervisor there because if you're a supervisor, you make more money, of course, and I can work uh, you know, part-time and still uh, go to school full-time, be easier on me. So I work really hard. And there came a day when they were going to hire people to be supervisors. And that day came, and I didn't get hired. And so I went home that day very discouraged. I'm like, God, I serve you. You know, I've been faithful to you and your church. I'm a a consistent giver, you know, and I give beyond the tithe. And I'm just having this communication with him. And I went home discouraged. And then when I got home, my mother was playing some praise music. And I said, you know what, God, I'm going to praise you anyway, because you've always been good to me. You was the one that gave me the job that I got in the first place. So I praised him and I worship him. I kept on worshiping God. I worshiped him so much that his presence came and then he healed me. I felt so much better. You know what? I said, God, even if if I didn't get so what I didn't get it, but I love you and I got you. I went to sleep at about nine o'clock and I woke up at 11 o'clock to my phone ringing and the phone rung and the managers at United Parcel Service called me up and said, you know what? We changed our mind. We want to hire you. They changed their mind. They changed their mind. And um, that's not something they typically do, I'm sure. No, they didn't do. And actually, to be honest with you, Chris, I failed a test they had given <laughs> for potential supervisors, and I didn't make the cut. I didn't didn't do well on it, and wow. you know, and it was no way for me to get it. And, and they broke their own uh, core uh, rules. 
and brought me in wow. and uh, said just something about you. We changed our mind. Wow. They hired me in. They said, you be here at 3 o'clock with your suit and tie and your briefcase because you just got promoted to supervisor. And something took place in the spirit realm because yes. you were worshiping. People, if you're listening tonight, if you lost your job, if you're believing God for a job, praise will change the circumstance. Now, I have a similar story to that. I want to share it real quick. When I was in college... This is really how God taught me faith. And we're talking about worship, we're talking about praise, but it's an extension of our faith. It's really a, where faith can begin or how you can practice your faith. And I remember I was believing God for a job, and I was between my junior and senior year of college, and Michigan was going through a hard time economically, and that's really when gas prices began to spike. And some of my friends said to me, are you going home for college? I was in Minneapolis. And I said, yeah, I'm going to go home between, and I'm going to work, and I'm going to try to put some money in my pocket. But I had to find a job, and I only had 10 weeks to do it, to find a job and to work and to get back to school. So I had to find a job quick. And I remember I was in my dorm, and we were calling everything from trying to be an ice cream man, driving up and down the neighborhoods, and just anything I could find <laughs> to try to do. And uh, so the Spirit of God stopped me and says, tell me what you want. And I said, and, and it was a trick question because I had to find out what I could believe for because the Bible says, believe and you shall receive. So I said, okay, what can I believe for? Because I need to find out, I got to locate my faith and find out what it is that I could believe for. And then I had three requests. Number one, I said, God, I want a job that was close to my house. Number two, I said, I want to believe God for something that is early in the morning so I can get off in the mid-afternoons and have my evenings free. <laughs> I want, <laughs> you're young, you know, you have things to do. <laughs> I don't need my evening free. And I said, number three, I uh, had to come down to how much I wanted to make. So if, if the Lord left it up to me, how much you want to make? A million dollars an hour. How about that, God? But, you know, I, I mean, I can't believe for a million dollars. So I said, okay, how much can I believe for? <laughs> so I said, $10 an hour. Can I believe for 10? I said, yeah, I can, believe, I can believe for 10. I can believe I can believe that God would do that for me. If someone says, God's going to give you a $10 an hour job, can you believe that? I said, yeah, I can believe that. I said, what about 12? And I said, uh-uh, I can't believe for 12. That's, that's a little too high for me to imagine making 12 bucks an hour. So I said, what about 11? And I settled somewhere in regards to $11 an hour. Well, I felt after I settled that, the Spirit of God said to me, go to this particular furniture store. I'm not going to say which one. And... Apply there. It was right by my house. So I, <laughs> so I drove down. I get to the furniture store. <laughs> and they say, we wanna, we'll give you an application. And so they gave me an application. I filled it out. And they said, we're, we're going to hire you. So I went down. And I took the drug test. Passed it with flying colors, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing going on there. Passed it with flying colors. And then I'm waiting to get the job. And nobody's calling. Nobody's calling. Nobody's calling. So uh, I call him back after Memorial Day. I said, hey, what about this job? Time's a ticking. <laughs> and they said, uh, we put a hiring freeze on it. Well, the next morning, my dad woke me up. And he said, what are you doing laying in bed? Go out there and find a job. So I spent a whole half tank of gas driving around all of Metro Detroit trying to find a job. The Spirit of God told me, go do what your pastor taught you to do. So I drove to that particular furniture store. And I rolled the window down. I looked left and I looked right. And I pointed my finger and I called the name of the furniture store out. I says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I command you to take that hiring freeze off now. And if there's a sinner that has my job, I declare you're fired in Jesus' name. <laughs> <laughs> 
and nothing happened to me at that point. Nothing happened to me. So I got home, and that was on a Saturday, and I had all this time to pass. So I remember I went in my room, and the Lord, I had the word of the God. I was going to be working here. So I started worshiping. I was praising Jesus. Well, I worship you, God. I give you praise. Father, I worship you. And even when the circumstance looked like it wasn't going to work out, I would worship God and worship Him and worship Him. Until one day I was on my knees by my bed in the middle of the afternoon and I was worshiping just like you. And the phone rang. And it was the guy that put the hiring freeze on. He says, what are you doing tomorrow? I said, well, I have nothing better to do. He says, why don't you come in? We want you to work. But listen to this. I go in there. He sits me down at my orientation. And he tells me, number one. First of all, I got number one. It's close to my house. That was my first request. Mm-hmm. The second request is, he said to me, you're going to start at 6.15 in the morning and you'll get off at 3.30 in the afternoon. And number four, he says, and I bet you're wondering how much you're going to make. You're going to make $11.37 an hour, exactly what I had to believe God for. So I say, I had $11.37 an hour worth of faith. And then this is the funny part. He says, and don't think that you're going to slack off because the reason we're hiring you is because the guy we hired before you was fooling around on the job and we just had to fire him. (laughs) So I don't know if it was me, but if it was God. But the, the point I'm trying to make is that worship will move mountains for you. Amen. Amen. We want to thank you for listening to the show tonight. We want to encourage you. Use the hidden man of the heart to worship God. I want to thank Pastor Mac for being on the show. Pastor Mac's church. Tell them, well, your church is in Wayne, Michigan, right? We're in Wayne, right on the corner of Michigan Avenue in Wayne, 35118 West Michigan. Be my Facebook friend, Larry G. Mac Jr., um, or just come to our church Sunday mornings at 10. I got one in Toledo at 4, uh, but Sundays at 10. And Pastor Matt comes highly recommended in the Holy Ghost. If you're looking for a church where you can experience the presence of God and the power of God and wonderful preaching, a dynamic preacher in God, so I recommend Greater Dreams Church in Wayne, Michigan. And uh, it's a church I spend a lot of time praying in the Holy Ghost. He lets me come in and we pray in the Spirit, so he's a man of prayer. We love you. We'd love to hear from you. Info at ChrisPalmerMinistries.com. This week, Thursday, this Thursday, June 13th at 10.30 a.m., I'll be preaching at Word of Faith International Christian Center in Southfield, Michigan, for the Word of Faith Conference. So if you want to touch from God, we recommend you come out Thursday, 10.30 a.m. at Word of Faith in Southfield, Nine Mile Evergreen. I'll be preaching. I'll be up preaching the Word of God. Come meet me. Shake my hand. And would love to meet you. But we'll be back next Saturday night, 12.15 a.m. on the Transforming Truth Radio Broadcast. Thank you to all all of our partners that make this possible. God bless you, and we'll talk to you soon. In Jesus' name, see you next week. Now that you've received the transforming truth of the Word of God, go deeper. Go to our website, chrispalmerministries.com, or log on to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Ministries. Then partner with Chris financially at Chris Palmer Ministries, P.O. Box 403, Walled Lake, Michigan, 48390. And tune in again every Saturday night at 1215 a.m. for Transforming Truth with Chris Palmer on WMUZ 103.5 FM. The Light.